0: Hi, everyone, and welcome to a new edition of the OPC Foundation podcast, the home of industrial interoperability. My name is Peter Sieberg, and I'm your host. Today, I will be talking to Andreas Wohlfeld from TRUMPF and Götz Görisch from the German Machine Tools Builders Association, VDW, about the OPC UA for Machine Tools Companion Specification and how this relates to you, Andreas and Götz will talk about the scope and which use cases the companion specification addresses and what they achieved so far. Also, they will tell us how you, as a listener, may become involved. Okay, let's go for it. Hello, Andreas. Hello, Götz. Thanks for joining. How are you? I'm fine. Götz, you're there as well?
1: Yes, I'm there as well. Good morning.
0: Andreas, please introduce yourself to our listeners and tell us a bit about your employer, Trumpf, there, and your personal involvement to date with OPC UA Technology and the OPC Foundation.
2: Well, I work for Trumpf Machine Tool Division as a lead architect with a strong focus on connectivity and data standardization. Trumpf has been involved with OPC UA for some years now, building a strong knowledge for its usage in the machine tool industry and providing standardized OPC UA interfaces for all machine products. Those are manufacturer standards, since at the time the industry was not ready for cross manufacturer standardization. Of course, we are a member of the OPC Foundation for quite some time now and participate in a number of working groups there. With this history, we of course jumped at the opportunity when the VDW started the project to create an industry standard OPC UA interface for machine tools. We are one of the most active members in this project and have been pushing this interface from the beginning. This included taking the lead role in the modeling group, bringing our knowledge of OPC UA modeling to the use for the creation of the standard and putting in a lot of work together with ISW and VDW to create the information model for the OPC UA for machine tool standard. In the course of the work, we also pushed for the early integration with the VDMA machinery standard providing parts of our model for generalization and integration in the OPC UA for machinery standard. Since the release of the part one of the OPC UA for machine tools companion specification, our focus has been on even more on harmonization, as we call it, and the next steps for the machinery standard, which you talked about with Heiko in the last episode.
0: Good. Thank you very much, Andreas. We'll talk about some of these topics or any of these topics in more detail later on. Gertz, same for you. Please introduce yourself to our listeners and tell us about your employer, the German Machine Tool Builders Association, VDW, there, and also your personal involvement to date with OPC Technology and the OPC Foundation.
1: Yes, I'm a consultant for digitization at the VDW, the German Machine Tools Builders Association, and we are partnering closely with the VDMA. And since uh, three years, I'm closely working in the OPC community, helping our members to get OPC technology in their products. And I'm working closely with Andreas in the project started by the VDW to create a standardized interface for the machine tool community. I was the elected chairperson for this joint working group, and I'm also driving the community work in having practical impacts on how to implement companion specification into products.
0: Very good. Thank you. Most of your activities have been known to the public as Umati, the universal machine tool interface with the amazing those listeners that may have been there, or maybe those not emo, Hanover 2019 demonstration. Maybe please share with us some details on this demo, as well as the released OPC UA for machine tools companion specification.
1: Yes, Peter, as you said, that was what we heard from the OPC Foundation, the biggest OPC UA demo today. For the purpose of showing our draft work on the companion specification into the public, we initiated a showcase with 110 connected machines, which used a draft version of our companion specification. We connected them to 28 software solutions We are a big aggregating server in the middle. And the machines and the software solutions were coming from 70 companies out of 10 countries. And with the showcase of the companion specification draft, we made a really mark in the community and into the public. And that is why Umati is known since then as a standard. But Umati was created more as a community brand as a brand to market our activities. And we are always, by back then, we already working on the machine tool companion specification. Mm-hmm. But after the demo, for sure, the visibility of our activities rose. That's why we engaged in talks with other groups, especially the VDMA. And since 2020, UMATI is now known as the Universal Machine Technology Interface to broaden the scope and to have an umbrella for all the 35 companion specification coming out of the machine builder community consisting of the VDMA and the VDW. Very good.
0: We'll talk a bit about that in more detail in a second. Andreas, you want to add something to this question here?
2: I think the question was about the difference between the standardization part and the and the brand. And the standardization part for us has always been OPC UA for machine tools. And this sort of includes a number of uh, other related standards like the machinery standard of the VDMA or the part 200 of the OPC UA base specification. Mm-hmm. And I think we'll touch on this later on again.
0: That's right. So how do then the the customer brand and the technical standardization efforts within the working groups relate to
2: each other? Well, first to the technical specification, that one has two parts. The individual working groups define the domain-specific content of the companion specifications and the respective information models. And in the case of OPCA for machine tools, our group defined the domain specific content for the machine tool specification and on the other hand the harmonization working groups or in those groups we define common elements across multiple domains. And one example here is the identification element defined in the machinery specification which we from the machine tools group started to define for our specification and then brought into the discussion with the machinery group. And that way, we had the advantage of being able to use this element from the machinery specification for our model from the beginning.
1: Gert,
0: you want to add something
1: here? Yes, as Andreas talked about the standardization, our companies contributing here in the standardization effort told us that to market these activities and to make it visible to their customers, we need a brand to carry the message across how all this interoperates. And that's why we created the Umati community to help all machine builders and also the customers to talk to each other and to give the common promise that if you have a machine with Umati compliance or with coming from the Umati community, you as a customer can make sure that the machine is working with your software solution.
0: Oh, sounds like an interesting development. Okay, so now we've understood how you, Marty, and the technical specification for machine tools, how they relate to each other. Let's focus on the machine tool specification. So what is the scope and the, the purpose of this specification?
2: Uh, well, you have to keep in mind that we are talking about part one of the specification here, the part released in September 2020. This part was always thought of as a basis for further parts of the standard. As such, it lays the foundation in terms of types and principles. It is designed to cover all types of products, which can be classified as machine tools in a very broad sense, from the very simple to the extremely complex. Obvious examples due to the participants in our core group include milling centers, laser cutting machines, or additive manufacturing metal printing machines. So that's the scope of the specification.
0: Very good. Let's get into the technical content and the the status of the machine tool companion specification. Andreas, how did your group work and how was the content for this first version determined?
2: Well, the core group always worked on the basis of use case. We were very use case driven. We identified quite a large number of them in our first set of workshops and then prioritized them and started working on the first set of them with the highest priorities. We ended up with nine of these consolidated use cases in the first part of our machine tool specification, addressing big and basic topics like identification, as mentioned, and different scenarios of monitoring in a production environment. That part was released, as I said, in the end of September 2020. Mm-hmm. Since then, we have been working on further use cases in different groups, depending on the scope of the use cases. Some of them we address in sub-working groups of the machine tool joint working group while for others, we participate in the work of the Machinery Working Group. And in parallel, manufacturers have been working on implementing part one of the machine tool specification into their products.
0: Very good. Looking at the statements from the beginning of your activities, you were optimistic to uh, release the uh, companion specification at uh, EMO 2019. What are the reasons you didn't make this very ambitious deadline, but you kept your EMO promise to release it in the summer of 2020. Yes, while we
1: were working hard with the global community, we found that there are similar things which we are addressing, as Andreas already said, the identification. But we also found that the stack light, which is now part of part 200 of the base specification, and some other things needed longer discussions With a larger audience, that's why we focused our work onto bringing our preliminary work, which we showed with a draft at the EMO, into these groups and tried to harmonize directly in the beginning. And that was also the time when the machinery companion specification took off as Heiko said in the machinery podcast. Mm -hmm. Right. And we introduced here our knowledge and what we learn from various things. And that's why we aligned our activities to come out with the machinery version one.
2: And you were asking why we didn't keep the twenty nineteen time target. Let's not forget for a standardization effort of this scope and an industry with such diverse products, we have still been and are still quite fast.
0: Yes, I I would agree. Comparing what you have been doing to various other standardization activities, Gertz, you just mentioned harmonization activities. Can you, or maybe Andreas, can you give us an example of uh, such harmonization activities?
2: Well, there are two groups We call harmonization working groups. One is within VDMA, the group that's working on the machinery specification, and there's a harmonization working group within the OPC Foundation. Mm -hmm. And the topics of those groups are often very simple, but what characterizes them is their relevance for a broader spectrum of products than just machine tools or just one industry. Take identification, for example, which we've mentioned before. How do products of different manufacturers identify themselves vis-a-vis arbitrary software systems of still other manufacturers? This topic had been solved by a number of groups in slightly different ways when we were working on it. Instead of creating our own individual flavor, it we teamed up with the other groups and found a solution that works for all our industries and products. This was one of the first topics of the harmonization working group within VDMA. And that model is now a part of the first part of the OPC UA for Machinery specification. Another example is the information model for stack lights, which Götz mentioned a moment ago, which started in the machine tools working group as well. And in the end was motivational for creating part 200 of the OPC UA base specification. And there are still more technical issues for which we found solutions which are now already included or will be included in parts of the OPC UA base specification. And this is only the topics already finished as part of our work on part one of our specification, the machine tool specification. Other topics are in the pipeline of both the harmonization working groups at VDMA and the OPC Foundation.
0: Okay, yes. And for those uh, listeners interested, you already refer to now, and you before as well, Gertz, you can go back a couple of weeks, one or uh, two podcast editions, and you can listen to the podcast with Heiko Herden from VDMA on the machinery companion specification. So a lot of effort is going into the standardization and uh, harmonization. How is your working group staffed? and? can other parties listening now, can they maybe join your
1: activities? Yes, for sure. Everyone from the OPC Foundation or the BDMA can join the activities in the working group. At the moment, the working group consists about 190 participants from around 80 companies. We have a typical monthly call where we align each other on the topics we are working on. And the main work is done in three individual sub-working groups, which are supported by the ISW from the University of Stuttgart um, with their OPC knowledge Mm -hmm. in the editorial of the companion specification. But industry experts are leading the individual groups. And from the overall organization I'm supporting as VDW the visibility and all the administration stuff around the joint working group but i also initiate talks with other groups to address further harmonization things and as andrea said we just released part one we are looking into releasing part two or additional use cases to part one beginning of 2022 depending on the speed of the harmonization in the machinery working group.
0: Wow, that's amazing. And I just want to step back to your reference of the Emo demo where you talked about, if I'm correct, 28 different applications, software applications and 70, let's say, hardware solutions as one example. And now you mention you are 190 experts of 80 companies just to have in my own brain and for the listeners to just realize what huge activity and how many people are involved in making such a specification globally come true so we're getting to the end guys is there any activity any development that you would like to share with our listeners
1: yes thank you peter yes you're right it's quite a large community working here and it involves companies also from USA, from Asia, from different continents. So it's a quite an effort to align them. But that brings us to the next demo. The next week, the Emo Milano 2021 is going to kick off. It will be the first in-person fair for the machine tool builders community to kick off after such a long time again. And we will for sure see ready products based on OPC UA for machine tools. And we also see how this all evolved. And we will for sure have another great showcase like we had in 2019. But now, not with the draft, now with the final specification in final products to show to the customers we are ready, the products are ready.
2: And just to add for the outlook to to the points that Götz mentioned a few moments ago, we were talking about the use cases that we addressed in the release of part one of our specification and about the sub-working groups of the machine tools joint working group that are working on the next use cases. And um, also, we already told about our participation in the harmonization working groups of VDMA, and the OPC Foundation to bring the topics of our interest into those groups and push them forward. So we're working hard on the next parts of all these standards, not just our standard, the machine tool standard, but the connected standards as well, because we are really living the, um, the idea of harmonization and building the standards on top of another so that they work best for the end user. And there are already ideas and activities in groups which will base their standards for their product spectrum on OPCA for machine tools. And examples are the groups for the woodworking machines or for cutting machines using lasers and other technologies. So there's a very broad spectrum of activities that's related to the core activity of standardization for machine tools. And that's what we are working on currently.
0: Thank you, Andreas. Thank you, Gertz, for referring to and those listeners that were planning or that maybe were not planning and that now have learned that they may want to be traveling to Italy. And I just looked while the guys were talking, Imo Milano, uh, October 4 to 9. Andreas Kurtz, thank you very much for sharing your very detailed knowledge on the, what should I say, multifaceted activities around OPC UA on different levels of standardization and their interconnections driven forward by VDW, VDMA, and the OPC Foundation. Yeah, if you, dear listener, want to learn more about OPC UA for machine tools, you can visit their website at www.vdw.de slash UA4, that's a number 4MT. We'll put the URL in our notes. If you want to learn more about other OPC UA companion specifications or other pieces of the OPC UA technology or about OPC Foundation, you may want to listen to the preceding OPC Foundation podcast editions or visit the website at opcfoundation.org. If you have a proposal for topics or interested in appearing on the OPC Foundation podcast, maybe you want to join one of the VDW or VDMA or other OPC UA companion specification working groups. Maybe you want to become a member of the OPC Foundation. or Otherwise, please mail the OPC Foundation at office at opcfoundation.org. We'll put both the website URL and the mail addresses as the one that I just referred to for VDW in the podcast notes. Yeah, in future editions, I will be doing interviews with guests from Phoenix Contact, Lloyds, uh, Peppel & Fuchs, Centix, a couple of others on such topics as uh, Ethernet APL, Automation ML, and further companion specifications. It was great to have you with us today. If you liked what you heard, give us a thumbs up, spread the news. I'm looking forward to having you with us again. And Andreas and Gertz, thank you for having been my guest today. Thanks for having us.
1: Thanks for having us. And for the listeners, if you are interested in any of the activities we have here, please get in touch with me. Peter, you can put my email address as well in the show notes.
0: Okay, I will do the same thing for yours, Andreas. Or Yeah, that's fine. Okay, thank you. Bye-bye. Thanks, bye. Bye.